Fitbit versus Faithbit. I got this present this past year. My wife bought me a Fitbit. Anybody know what a Fitbit is? A few of you. Well, I got the wrist kind, and then I found out there's a funkier one that uh, goes on your belt or in your pocket or wherever on your clothing, and uh, it's, it's multi-uses. Multi so, this, my friends, is a Fitbit. All right? This Fitbit, what it does, it measures how many steps I take every day. It also measures, so it looks at, it's, right now I've got, for today already, 4,700, so 4,745 steps today. Which is pretty good because I did some mall walking really quick to make sure the number was higher. <laughs> I've done 13 flights of stairs, which is pretty good. Those were harder to do. I've gone 3.6 kilometers. I've burned off 1,485 calories, and I have a big flower that says I've been quite active. If it's a little flower, it means you've been sitting around too long. And, it, oh, it has a clock on it. It's 11.09. So, this is my Fitbit. And this Fitbit has my attention. If you have one of these, it's almost like a challenge. In my personality type, it works great. Because I, I like having a challenge. I like to beat it. Uh, the highest I've walked is 20,000 steps in one day. Insane. And the high, the high, and most flights of stairs I did the other day, because I did my walk through the house on stairs, I did 52 flights of stairs, which is a lot. This thing's been motivational. It's been encouraging. But what's been interesting is, I've been aware of this thing in my pocket. So when I wake up, first thing I do, I want to make sure I get every step. You know, just reach over, put it in my pocket. Then I'll step out of bed. I'm, gonna, I'm counting each one. Oh, yeah, because Lori has one, too. You know what that means. Competition. <laughs> How many steps do you have? Yeah, it's pretty fun. So I've had this awareness of a Fitbit in my pocket. And sure enough, that's the Fitbit. That's what it looks like. If you need some motivation, it's a great resource tool, okay? But... This has been a motivation to me, especially since last week I started talking about prayer. How do we pray? What is prayer? What isn't prayer? What is it not? Go back and listen to last week. It was pretty cool. And I want to continue on in this. But at the end of last week's message, I encourage everybody to stop this week and try and listen for God talking to you. Because He is. He is always talking to us somehow. We're just not always aware of it. And He spoke to me. But, oh man, I didn't expect. You're supposed to talk to everybody else. <laughs> you know, not me. You know, I read the Bible and stuff and whatever, and I prepare for messages. Isn't that enough? And uh, he showed me this Fitbit mentality and realized I have a Fitbit in my pocket, but do I always recognize the faith bit in me? I've got something built inside of me that I want to become far more aware of. To recognize there is a person named Jesus. His name is faith. He is faith. He is grace. Grace is a person. Faith is a person. His name is Jesus. And where does he live? In us. Christ in you. Imagine if I had the same diligence of the competition of this with this. What would it look like in my daily life? And then it hit me. Um, I, I saw a bunch of programs that churches do around Easter. Ever hear this thing called Lent? Yeah. Well, uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. And there's, there's other ones that are like 40 days of purpose, 40 days of this or that. And uh, I thought, oh my goodness, I would love to 
go on a journey for me. And it started off with just me, and now it's expanded to what today is. But I wanted to experience God in a very real way. And instead of Lent giving up stuff, I can have my personal little list, and I, I'm not going to tell you about it. That's between me and God. But there is stuff I, I do want to share. Stuff like, I do want to find out how he is speaking to me differently every day, which means my antenna is going to be up. My Fitbit mentality is going to be on. Is God talking to me now? How about now? I'm going to talk about that a little later. So I have an invite for you today. I want to invite you on a, a journey, a 40-day um, faith bit grace journey. All right, that's what I'm calling it—a 40-day faith bit grace journey, and it's uh, it's going to be pretty exciting. The invitation is this: I'm inviting everyone to join me on a 40-day journey of experiencing God in a personal way. It all begins this Tuesday. Okay. The journey is not about getting closer to God or doing things for Him or giving up things. Uh, instead, this is a 40-day journey of becoming more and more aware of the presence of Christ in us moment by moment. Usually, Lent focuses on sin. That's its purpose. It's, it's about sin consciousness. You starting to see a problem with that? It's about giving up those things. And there is value to giving up things. There really is. But as the church, we're not here to tell you that. The Holy Spirit's the only one who can tell you what to do. Not some pastor, not some church, not some religious group. Only the Holy Spirit can confirm. You can hear it from them, but only the Holy Spirit can say, this is something I want you to sign on for. So we'll see what happens with this today. This will be very exciting. I've been, I've been waiting and waiting. If this interests you, and by the way, you guys, if you're new here, you, you don't know this, but I don't write. I'm a talker, you know? Uh, uh, if I've been to see a counselor ever, they've always encouraged journal, journal, journal. Pfft, discipline, yeah, right, I'm not journaling. Are you kidding? Well, I was walking with my friend Ken this week through the mall, getting steps on my Fitbit, and uh, it came to me. I said, well, I don't want to journal. He says, well, why don't you blog it? What? Yeah, you don't have to go with the, the, the personal stuff, as in really personal, but the journey, share the journey. And then it unfolded. And then I heard the Holy Spirit say, Mike, invite others into this. Yeah, but what's it going to look like? I'll tell you by Sunday. <laughs> it's, it's, been, it's been wild all week as different elements of this have been coming together. And I don't even know if I'm explaining it well, but I'm going to sure try. So I've got a blog. I'm going to invite you to go on to it, sign up, log on. It's also going to split up onto Twitter as well as my Facebook page. Basically, every day I'm going to have something there to encourage you with. Something, a verse, a video, uh, a short attention getter to say, here, perhaps this is an area to draw your attention to. And if the Holy Spirit uses it to show you that God's living in you, then you too can grow. Imagine every day just taking some time, not devotions. This is not devotions, okay? Because that's about you again. This is about entering into an experience of recognizing who lives in you. That's what I'm inviting you to. Next. This is not a focus on ourselves. It's not a focus on changing behaviors. Because if you try and focus on just changing behaviors, what will you be focused on only? Behaviors. This is an intention-getting thing focusing on Jesus Christ. This is getting your eyes off yourself and looking at him and see what he does to you. And he's going to do something different for each of you. It's not going to be the same. 
I'm going to encourage you then to put comments on the blog. Say, here, here's what I'm learning. And it'd be very interesting. You actually may say something that's going to impact somebody else and go, whoa, never saw that before. Don't make it long, please, because nobody reads long stuff. Um, but just short, punchy. I'm serious. It's like Twitter. Short. Anyway, I don't even like Twitter, but I'm having to. So, Greg Reether, a guy from Grace United, look him up online. He uh, did a short clip yesterday, a seven-minute clip on Lent. And you know what he's giving up for Lent? Lent. He's giving up the focus on behaviors, and he's putting his focus on Christ. I thought it was pretty cool. Good, good, good guy. This is not the purpose-driven life, but a life-given drive. This is the life of Christ giving you a drive and drawing you towards himself. Ride with me. If you join in for a day, a week, or a whole 40 days, share your journeys, you're going. Here we go. The purpose. The purpose of this 40-day journey is not to get closer to God because that is an impossibility. And I'll tell you why, in case you don't have a lot of church background, I used to think God was always distant from us. But I have since learned the scriptures make it really clear that Christ holds everything together. All of creation, he holds together. That includes you at all times. If he's not holding you together, you go, ping, he'd be gone. Also, where's creation? It says it's in Christ. So you're as close as you're ever going to be. But in your mind, you may not believe that or you may not think he's close. So this is not about getting closer, but more of an awareness. This is not to manipulate anything from him through special behavioral changes. That, Lord, if I do these things for 40 days, oh, man, you're going to give me that car. Oh, you're going to give me that promotion. Oh, yeah, I'm going to sacrifice. And we kind of do that self-flogging thing, you know, just to get God's attention. That's not what this is at all. It's not a diet. <laughs> it's not to impress anybody, especially God. He's already impressed with you. And he has a good impression on you. He loves you. You don't have to do anything to get him to like you. He's crazy about you. And if you'd only believe it, imagine what your response would be to him. It's not to create a new system of what I have to do to stay or be right with God. That's not what this thing is. It's not to get him to answer a special prayer because now I've sacrificed something for him. But instead, here's what the purpose is. To daily recognize his presence in me. Every day, wake up and go, ah, Christ is in me. You know, like, cool. Colossians 1.27, Paul says, Psst, there's a secret. Here's the secret. Christ in you. The hope of glory. And there are people here today for sure that need some hope. You're going through some crappy stuff at home, at work, in your relationships, whatever's going on. There is hope and he's in you. His name is Jesus. Imagine waking up every day with this recognition of his presence in us. To daily recognize I don't have to give in to the natural inclinations all around me. This is unique. You know, I, I won't be eating at uh, certain places very much over the next 40 days because my own personal journey... <laughs> Yeah, you don't get it, do you? Forget it. All right. Maybe you're just intently engaged in what I'm, with what I'm talking about. Next, to daily begin new habits that better reflect the indwelling life of Christ in me. This is not the time for me to give a list of things everybody should learn to change in their lives. That's not for me to do. But the Holy Spirit can tell you. I'll get into that in just a minute. To daily put aside those hindrances that would draw my attention away from my loving Savior. My guess is in the next 40 days, you're going to find out, wow, there are some things that I, I just naturally do that uh, I actually 
prevent me from thinking about this loving God in me. Here's an example. Uh, we had an awesome coffee shop in Elmira called the Robin's Nest. And once I was there a lot uh, and really enjoyed it, it became part of my routine. I didn't have to think. I just got in the car, got my stuff, hello, and say hello to them, blah, 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 then on my way. And I had my routine. And then it closed. I went, crap. What am I going to do? And I was almost lost. And, and thought, okay, go to church, you know, make my own coffee. That sucks, you know. And sure enough, a new routine had to come. And I found a coffee shop here that has really, 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 really good coffee. But the routine caused me to realize, wait a minute, if we don't put something in there, we're just going to be drawn into whatever attracts us, good or bad. So be intentional about what you get drawn into. To daily become, outside of me, who I already am inside, a person filled with the agape of Christ. You do have the love of Christ in you. Let it out. Let it out through action. If it's locked up, it has no voice. It does need a voice. To daily have my vision corrected, to see with the eyes of Christ in me instead of the world's lenses. To grow in grace. This is the number one reason I'm doing this. To grow in my understanding of God's grace for me. Do you want to grow in this? Then join me. Try it. Even if this is not your thing. Because it's, honestly, this is not my thing. But something happened this week that's become my thing. And I'm passionate about this now. How to participate. First of all, accept it. Uh-oh, that's how it's going to be fine. <laughs> accept it. Whether you jump on board for one day, say, I'll try it. I'll check into the blog once in a while. Perfect. If you can do it for every once a week or just for the week, for some days, for whatever, uh, for every day, there's no pressure. Anything is an increase. Even just reading the blog may be your faith bit moment in the next 40 days. Isaiah 55 says, is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. Even if you have no money, come. Take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free and His grace is free. I want you to discover that. And I hope through the blog I can share with you uh, deeper insights into some of these scriptures that I'm going to share with you this morning. Number two, ask for it. Do you want to grow in grace? Then ask Him. It was God that put the desire in you in the first place. What is hindering your walk, you may ask. May I suggest you sit down and meditatively ask Jesus what he may draw your attention to or from. This is between you and him, not to be shared publicly. Because sometimes we, I've been in church long enough, some people have to share their list and, and they just, some people just have to share everything with everybody. It's like, no, do that, please. This is personal. Your journey between you and your Heavenly Father. Philippians 2 says this, shine brightly for Christ. Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you, and now that I am away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For This is the best part. For God is working in you. Listen, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. Do you want to do this? If the answer is yes, it's him making you want to. It's him, that's the seed. Respond to that seed. Nobody else can make that happen. Number three, encourage it. Encourage it. Perhaps you have a friend who you trust to share with your spiritual, spirit, uh, share your spiritual journey with. Even having one person to share with can be a significant encouragement as you walk this way for the next 40 days. Just one person, a buddy, a friend, something. I got my buddy Ken who's going to be checking on me. Did you blog today? 
He says, it doesn't start till Tuesday. I know I'm practicing. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But I need that. I need that encouragement. And sometimes you have that one person to share some deep truths with. You can't really share with everybody. First Thessalonians says, But let us who live in the light be clear-headed, protected by the armor of faith and love, and wearing as our helmet the confidence of our salvation. For God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out his anger on us. Christ died for us so that whether we are dead or alive, when he returns, we can live with him forever. So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. That's what our friend can do. Encourage you and build you up. Next, number four. Look for it. This is a biggie. Walk out each day looking for an expression of God's love in or around you. When you see it, write it down. After 40 days, see how many times he has shown you something about his love for you, for others, or his creation. Look for it. What are your eyes focused on? Coffee shops? Or him? It's pretty interesting. Colossians 3 says, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth, for you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. That's pretty close to him, isn't it? I thought so. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in his glory. Fix your eyes on him. Look for it. I look at my Fitbit every morning now, or a couple times a day. Where am I at? Where am I at? Where am I at? Well, now I want to look at my faith bit. Lord, what are you showing me? You want me to love that person? Yee. <laughs> you never know what can come, okay? You never know. But when your eyes are open and your antenna is up, expecting, I promise, you will hear and see him. Guaranteed. Or your money back. All right. Next. Live it. Now, just go on and enjoy your day and live in response to any promptings he may give you. If he gives you a prompt, cool, act on it. If he doesn't, no problem. This is about him, not you. This is not about, oh, I gotta have my moment with God somehow. No, let him get your attention. Is God not big enough to get your attention? If he can take a guy who's trying to kill Christians, not like we've seen that in our current world, if he can take a guy who is out to kill Christians, get his attention with a big bright light and a booming voice, the Apostle Paul, do you think he can get your attention for something? Absolutely yes. Fear not. That goes for the people you're praying for. If you have people that you really are, God, why aren't, why aren't they believing your love? Uh, pray for them. God's big enough to get their attention. It's okay. So that's pretty cool. Live it out. Hebrews 12 says, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight. This may speak to some people. Say, hey, I've got some things in my life I need to strip off for now and say that that's hindering my enjoyment of Christ in me. And that, let the Holy Spirit tell you that one. I can't. That has to be between you and him. It gets better, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Who said it? God said it before us. We do this how? By keeping our eyes on Jesus. That's the whole purpose of the 40 days. The champion, listen, who initiates and perfects our faith. I want my faith to grow. He's the initiator of it. I'm hoping he initiates something in each of you for this next 40 days. Number six, write it. 
I hate this part. <sighs> All right. Write down in a private document the things you notice him drawing your attention to. Did he reveal something about himself today? Did you see it in creation? Did you see it, him in someone else? Did somebody speak to you? Did you read something? What, what was it? And just kind of journal it. I know, I'm, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I will work at this. That's a hard one. Habakkuk. I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. <laughs> see, you can actually complain to the Lord and it's okay. The Lord's second reply. Then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on your tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. Write down the message God gives you. You could be really shocked. And I'll bet you for some people, even once. One time where God's really clear to you that this, that was God. I cannot make that up. Do you know how you can kind of conjure up or make up stuff and say, okay, I'm, if I hyperventilate, I get my blood pressure up, and oh, and then I feel like it's the Holy Spirit, and oh, yeah, yeah. You can, you can do that. You really can. But that's self-medicated. Let God do the attention getting. Let him do it. He's big enough. He doesn't need any manipulations. Number seven, post it. Hmm. Share in a short thought, not long or drawn out lectures, remember, what God is showing you about himself and what he may be showing you about the new creation you are. In this blog, I will be clarifying what it means to be a new creation in Christ, who you are in Christ, and why it's true. That's going to probably be the biggest gift you're going to get. And I hope you'll learn from it. Ephesians 5 says this, Living by the Spirit's power. So be careful how you live. Don't walk like fools, like those who are wise, but make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Stop there. It says, don't be drunk with wine. What happens when you're drunk with wine? What controls you? The wine, obviously. Okay. Well, this word here, filled, means to be controlled by. So instead of being controlled by other things, your habits, other vices, whatever it is, instead be controlled by the Holy Spirit who lives in you. This is a switch of behavior that the Holy Spirit motivates. Okay, Grace does not mean we get to now live and, and do whatever we want, whether it's hurtful or not. That's not it. That's, that's called disgrace when you use and call, call it grace to, to act poorly and does, that doesn't reflect who you are in Christ. Instead, he's calling us to say no to ungodliness. That's his spirit in us telling us that. Grace is wonderful. It's a person named Jesus saying, hey, do you know how loved you are? And when you believe it, imagine how your whole life will change. It's not too late. Pro the prodigal son came home. You can come home too. Are you feeling like you're not growing in Christ? Are you feeling like, yeah, there's something missing? Is, is there even a spiritual thing going on. Uh, we're not religious here at church. It sounds weird, but we're not religious. Religion, the word religion means to bind up, okay, religare. And it usually means bind up in same thoughts and teachings. I don't want to be bound up in that. I want to be free in Christ. We're under a system of grace now, not religion. Grace shows us who loves us, what he did for us, what he did to us. And he's inviting us to believe it. And if there's a spiritual hunger in any of you, listen to the voice in you, because that's probably the Holy Spirit saying, I'm drawing you into myself, like a good fisherman. <laughs> he knows how to tractor beam you. 
don't resist it. Let it happen. You may have had faith at one point and feel like faith is not handy right now. There's hope. There's a story of a prodigal son. This next video is a contemporary version of that story. Volume.
I invite you on a 40-day journey. For some of you, you'll be coming home, coming to home to the one who is your life. Everyone is invited. No one is rejected. The story of the prodigal son is not a story about forgiveness. We think it is, but it's not. The son was already forgiven. That's irrelevant. It's a story of the father's acceptance. And let me tell you today, he accepts you. Regardless of your behavior, he accepts you fully. The church needs to learn how to accept as well. But you are accepted, you're loved, and you're valued. What's going to happen when you believe it? Join me on this journey. Go on to my blog. And today, this, will be, this message will be uploaded to the church website. And I'll have details on there, but... It'd be pretty cool to see how many people jump on board and see what happens. I have no clue. If nothing happens, it's for me, okay? I'm doing this for me. I'm inviting you in. Thank you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you're calling all of us home. Home to the center of who we are. We don't have to make you the center of our lives. You are the center of our lives. You are our life. Please teach us what that means. Draw us to you in our minds. Catch our attention. Capture us as we go. And may we high-five each other in joy and love as we share our stories to know you are active and at work and completely accept and love us. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray this. Amen.